from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hello, Ringler Radio fans. Welcome back to the settlement industry's leading podcast, Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. While you have probably heard of a Medicare set-aside before, have you heard of a future medical cost projection? On this episode, we invited back Greg Bashaw from CP Resolutions to review what it is, how it works, and why you should consider using one on your next case or claim. Let's listen in. Greg Bashaw, welcome back to Ring the Radio. I love having you on. You're such a wealth of knowledge. Oh, thanks, you man. I, I love being on here. I love the conversation. It's uh, it's always it's always good. Fantastic. Well, uh, we are going to today talk about medical cost projections. So uh, you're probably wondering, what is that? Uh, yeah, I've heard of an MSA, a Medicare set aside, but what is a medical cost projection? So, Greg, could you give our audience a definition of what they are? how they came about, and why they are important. You bet. So a medical cost projection is a type of future medical cost estimate uh, related to a settlement. So there's really kind of three big types of future medical estimates. You have that Medicare set aside, like you mentioned. Uh, You also have life care plans that those Mm -hmm. are also estimates of future medical costs. A medical cost projection is also a, an estimate of future medical costs. Now, what a medical cost projection is, it's an estimate of all future claim-related, let's say post-settlement medical care costs for a claimant that includes both Medicare-covered and non-Medicare-covered. So it's all sources, and, and so it uses proper fee schedules to really estimate exactly what is what is the estimated cost price of those future medical related to that uh, claim? Okay, so does it take into account inflation? And who really does it? I mean, is this an economist that puts this together? Is it an allocation company who actually puts these together? Good question. So, typically, with a medical cost projection, we would not uh, take inflation into consideration, although we certainly could. Um, and just to kind of I think it's it, I think it's helpful to distinguish a medical cost projection from a life care plan, for example. Ah, okay. So a life care plan is typically used in in catastrophic cases. Often it's with with uh, uh, paraplegic quadriplegic cases where you're going to have not only the medical costs but a lot of associated ancillary costs related to it. So it may be mm. uh, refitting the home, you know, to be. Uh, you know, for someone who's in a wheelchair, it may mm-hmm. include long-term care, so skilled nursing care and things like that. A medical cost projection is for cases where you don't really have to take that into consideration. It's when you're really just considering those post-settlement Medicare co- medical costs. Um, I think they've been around for a long time. They've typically, I would say, been used on the plaintiff side. Uh, but mm-hmm. we have done a lot on both the plaintiff side and the defense side. And um, yeah, uh, so. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point. Can I stop you right there? So yeah, so sure. I think there's something to talk about between 
plaintiff utilization and defense utilization. Because like you, I always thought in associated medical cost projections as something that's been kind of utilized or had been armor or teeth added to the demand from the plaintiff side. Mm -hmm. But in the last couple of years, I've actually seen the defense get gotten a little bit more savvy and you started utilizing it on the defense side as a way to counteract that demand that the plaintiff is bringing. So, um, has that been your experience too? That was just my experience. I was curious if you've had that same experience and uh, is that true? So uh, I think that's absolutely true. And I think the reason is, is it changes the nature of the negotiation on the claim. It goes from whatever basis you're using without the medical cost projection to having what is essentially an expert assessment of what exactly those future medical costs are going to be. And so it takes those negotiations from the theoretical or whatever realm it's in to the very specific to say, this is exactly what the future surgeries are going to be, the future procedures are going to be, the future specialist visits and therapies and and prescription medication and, and the medical equipment that's going to be required by this person because of the injuries from this claim. And, and it's done by someone who's certified to do this, who's a nurse, who's done, who's done clinical work and who can understand and really project out exactly what those costs are going to be. And so you go from the vague to the very specific. You, you're, you're able to say, these are the actual costs. And so to your point, I think it can be used on the plaintiff side when maybe the defense is lowballing and saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't really buy it. But it can be used on the defense side when they think that the plaintiff side is highballing it so that they're that they're asking for too much. And so it's a which, way- Which, by of, the way, which, by the way, would never happen on either side. I mean, the plaintiff would never highball and the defense would never lowball, right? Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, but, but it, what it does is it basically allows, I, I, in my opinion, both parties to basically say, no, these are the actual projected future medical costs and they can, so they can be used. And because of that, they can be used in a mediation. It can be used in that negotiation. It can take both an attorney or an adjuster and, 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 and turn them essentially into almost kind of an expert in this to be able to, to point to the specifics to say, here's exactly what they need. Here's how many of that thing they need. Here's how much it costs based on the right fee schedule and things like that. It, it just gives it gives information to have a more informed and accurate discussion of what those future special damages are going to be for those future medicals. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, instead of arguing about really just the kind of meta aspect of the case, you're actually discussing and negotiating the specifics because let's just say the plaintiff gets one, a medical cost projection, and the defense gets one. They're probably going to be different, and one will skew to favor one or the other uh, in whoever purchased that 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 service. But then they can really hone in on the details and get really specific about, I don't agree with this X, Y, and Z on this projection, and here's why. Is that fair I, to say? Oh, I think you're exactly right. What it does, <laughs> I think it brings clarity on where the points of negotiation are. So. Mm-hmm. Is this body part really involved in this accident? Okay, Mm -hmm. here's all the care related to that body part. Uh, Let's talk about that. Um, It also can bring clarity to what procedures and surgeries are really going to be needed. 
let's let's so one may have that surgery, one may not have that surgery. All right, let's look at that medical record. Let's see where the doctor mentions that that recommendation for that surgery. Was it strongly recommended or was it conditionally recommended or was it, yeah, maybe someday they might need it. But in any case, it, it's, it's a great clarifying document. It's, it, it clarifies those points that really need to be talked through. Yeah, well, to that point on the clarification, it, it kind of makes your case to a degree, right? Because if you have a frivolous mm-hmm. demand, that's going to come out with a not very high medical cost projection. If you have a frivolous offer that there's a lot more issues with this individual that the insurance company hasn't taken account for, you're going to see that skew the other way because of that fact-based data decision behind the medical cost projection. Okay, so I think we've established the value here. Now, this does seem like extra work and extra money. <laughs> so why, why should our listeners care about this and why should they be using them? I, I think we we kind of pointed in the direction a little earlier. It's it's really done. I, I'd say there's two values here. One are situations where you're really not clear how to value a case. This really gives clarity there. It basically says the future the future medicals part of this case is worth X, and so that can really help. It can really help if you're a plaintiff and like you said, you're getting lowballed and and you're like, okay, you know what? I need to. I, I, I need to bring, it, it's a form of evidence. It basically says, no, I'm not just asking this to ask for it. I'm asking for this because it's, it's real. It, I'm asking for this because it's, uh, it's supported by, you know, the medical records. But I think conversely on the insurance side, it's the uh, same type of thing that, uh, that they can, they can take that and adjuster can then go from, you know, adjusters aren't doctors, nurses, they, they, they don't know medical things, but with that medical cost projection, they can at least speak to that document. They can say that, okay, you know, here, here's this, here's why they used it. A good medical cost projection should tie the various, the, the various uh, expenses to very specific medical records where doctors have suggested this, recommended this, said that this is absolutely going to happen. And it's that that connection between the, the 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 procedure or the visit or the medication and that doctor's that that medical record that basically serves as evidence and basically says here you go this is what it is and so yeah. uh, and 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 let me let me mention this is my experience is these these are typically used in big cases so it's not used if you're that makes sense. For, Six thousand dollars. You know, it's yes. This is the case. <laughs> we use a rule of thumb in our company that two hundred fifty thousand dollars becomes a big case. You know, so we recommend okay. to our clients that if you've got a case that involves significant future medicals, where you believe that the settlement is going to be at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you should strongly consider having a medical cost projection because uh, because. The variability of what that settlement can be is so large with these bigger numbers that the cost of that medical cost projection is really trivial in comparison to the power that can have in those negotiations. Yeah, and you bring up a good point when you talk about a solution and collaboration. So, and just to hop on the Ringler train real quick. So, at Ringler, being a settlement consultant, I know that our consultants recommend these 
to our clients, no matter what side they're representing, because it gives you that extra bit of data. Now, as a comprehensive solution oriented organization, you know, we're offering these ideas to our different clients. We obviously also offer the idea of structuring it too. Can a medical cost projection, or at least the value of that, be structured within the settlement? Absolutely. In fact, in these, in these larger cases that involve significant future medicals, often, often the, the, the number one priority of that claimant is that continuity of care post-settlement. Absolutely. To know that they're going to have the money, that they're going to have the means to be able to pay for whatever medical care is needed, especially in those bigger cases. If there are a lot of future medical uh, post-settlement by definition, this is probably something that's going to, to affect them for most of the rest of their life or all the rest of their life. And so this is going to be this is going to be a big part of their life and they want to make sure that money is there. And because of that, it makes sense to, when you have that medical cost projection to consider setting aside money from that settlement to be available for medical care, even if that money is not be, being used like in a Medicare set aside context to ensure that your Medicare benefits are preserved. We're talking about non-Medicare beneficiaries. And so that money from that uh, from that fund that's created from the medical cost projection could be used for deductibles and co-pays with your regular health insurance. You know, things, the money that yes. you need to do that. And that money that's being put into that fund on an annualized basis could, and in my opinion, should be structured to maximize your, your, your settlement, your, the, dollars, the overall dollars that you get from your settlement. If the money in that fund that you're creating for those future medical needs is structured, it maximizes the money outside of that fund. And so we strongly recommend to our clients that do medical cost projections with us that they do structure uh, any money that they're setting aside for those future medical needs. Yeah, you have a massive liability hanging over your head for the rest of your life of your medical care. You want to be able to match an asset that will pay out to address those liabilities as they come up over time. And the best way to do that is, as you and I both know, is a structured settlement. Uh, It just keeps it safe, secure, gives you a healthy rate of return. So you can ensure that that money will be there when those bills come down the road and that it didn't go to uh, a vacation to Bora Bora or a truck or uh, uh, that that purse that you lost at the park, uh, you know, whatever it may be, or the sunglasses that I lost last week uh, at the park. Um, so there you go. There's a personal story. Um, well, but yeah, and, so if, oh, go ahead. I was going to make one other point is that, you know, uh, the thing about a medical cost projection is it can make sense in with a worker's comp settlement, for sure, with with a mm-hmm. non-Medicare beneficiary. If they were a Medicare beneficiary, you'd do a Medicare set-aside because they're yes. Medicare, right? um, But it also makes a lot of sense in large liability cases. Of course it mm-hmm. does, because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether it's a comp case or a liability case. If they're going to have medical needs for the rest of their lives, they're going to care about that. So, of, of course, it would also make sense in liability cases, which means... I think there's a lot of opportunities for medical cost projections to do good in liability cases. Yep. So basically you're, what you're looking at from a target case standpoint is someone who is not a Medicare beneficiary or will not become one in short order. 
um, and uh, more likely a liability case. It can be done in workers' comp, but probably more on the liability front because you're dealing with larger cases, like you said. This is a, when you have a larger case with larger future medical damages. Any other target variables that our audience needs to know about for medical cost projection? Yeah, sure. I, I think one other thing in liability cases is if you're certain, if you're if you're certain that you're going to uh, exhaust a policy limit, probably doesn't make sense to do a, a medical cost projection because you're getting policy limits anyways. And, right. and so if, if one side or the other, both parties are knowing that, hey, you're, you're, you're maxing out a policy limit, no need for a, a, it's in those cases where you're not sure or you're, you're for sure you're not. That's when there's that variability that's available there. I think then it makes sense to have that medical cost projection. And I do think it can make sense in a lot of comp cases where, because sometimes you do settle for a big number um, with uh, with a comp case and they're not a Medicare beneficiary. I think it can it can make it sense in those cases as well. And the nice thing there is there is there's never a policy limit that you're dealing with there. It's uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, good and bad, depending on how you look at it, I think. Yeah. Nice right. thing. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Greg, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for taking the time to explain medical cost projections to us. And if you have any questions, audience, uh, about reaching out about medical cost projections, Greg's information will be in the show notes so you can reach out to him. So, Greg, appreciate your time. Great. Thanks for having me, man. If you're a fan of Ring the Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. To learn more about using future medical cost projections within your comprehensive settlement plan, contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.